Hey, it's Justin Potney from Mix 107, and we're talking with Janice Tice uh, from Expedia Cruises in Sherwood Park. Good morning, Janice. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. What a year it's been for travel agents. Yeah, it's been quite crazy to say that. I could could only imagine. So let's get right to it. I mean, when we do return to international travel, what do you think that's going to look like? How's it going to be different from before? It's interesting that you say that because we've been talking a lot with our clients. So you're going to see, a, you know, mass COVID is going to be a known thing, um, but it's going to be revenge travel. People want to travel when it when we're free and able to do so again. So I'm looking forward to it. It's just going to be a little bit different than what we're used to. For sure. So it seems a lot of folks right now booking ahead for those sunny winter vacations, because like you said, they're itching to go. How far ahead are folks booking at this point? How far ahead are you able to book? So right now we're booking a lot of clients into 2022 and into 2023. A lot of that is river cruising and ocean cruising. Land is available, but it's not as far out for availability. And then we're starting to do a lot of destination weddings um, that and group travel overall. And that's happening. We're basically going two years out. So now when we're talking about resorts or we're talking about cruise ships, are there different mass capacities? Are, are there changes in that sort of way right now? Or are they just basically looking at full capacity going ahead once things are safe? Um, there's a lot of different protocols that are coming out. So with the cruise lines, they have their own um, healthy cell panel that they're working on with the CDC. So when you're looking at cruising, it's not going to be at full capacity at this time. Um, and it's, 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 it's continuously evolving. So it could be something today and it's going to change, but masks will be on there, all kinds of testing. So over time, and the best thing to do is to speak to your travel consultant. He'll be able to advise you in, in regards to that particular cruise line or resort. So I guess that's the, that was my next question is protocols, I guess, will be country specific and and very much resort specific, I suppose. That is exactly it. And that's why it's it's so hard to navigate right now because every day it's changing. It's completely evolving. Everything pops into my email. It's like, oh, that's changed. Oh, that's changed. It's like, holy cow. So as a travel consultant, it's like, wow, as a consumer, very difficult to navigate through that. So COVID obviously has been pretty unpredictable at this point. Like you say, things are changing constantly. How as a traveler am I able to kind of book with confidence? There's lots of different book with confidence policies. So the best thing to do is to speak with your travel consultant, let them know what your intentions are when you want to travel. They will advise you accordingly about when, when it's safe, what kind of maybe travel insurance you should get, what covers what. Um, and it, again, it depends on the supplier or the cruise line or the resort. They all have different kinds of book with confidence policies. So if a refund does need to be issued for vacation that can't be taken due to COVID or due to restrictions that are in place, uh, is it usually a refund of your money or a credit to a future vacation? I guess it would probably vary depending on the company or airline, but can you give us some examples maybe of some popular policies that are out there from some of the, the ones that you know folks in our area would use the most? Well, just for some of the land resorts, um, of course, travel insurance is good for cancel for any reason they have, but a lot of them are having it where if it's a non-refundable, you can lift and move to a new date. There's also the ability to um, get a future travel credit because everything is known now. It is COVID. It just really comes down to their cancel, their book with confidence policy and how they're going to move forward. They have a lot of book with confidence where you can lift and shift. If you do get COVID, there's the cancellation that you'll get your money back. 
So again, it comes down to where do you want to go? How you want to travel is going to dictate the book with confidence policy and how far out you're booking. So with all of this talk that we've been, you know, uh, talking about in the last couple of, of minutes here, obviously booking with a travel agent may be more important than any other time, really. It is because we found even um, over the last 15 months when COVID hit and we were dealing with getting our clients back, we were getting calls from people who never booked um, with the travel consultant that maybe booked direct with the airline or on an online, um, like our sister company um, that needed assistance. They needed, they needed understanding. What do I need to do? How do I get there? Um, I spent a lot of time getting some youngins back from Asia because they were there right when it hit. And, and we were that go between, between, them in Asia, the parents, us here, and we just have that ability. So you can book online, but when you use a travel consultant, we have so many more tools in our tool belt that we can use um, from our, our business development managers, from the, from the cruise lines and the resort properties and such. We have different doors to get into, to get information that we may need and assistance. And as a regular consumer, you don't get that. So now, Janice, let's talk about things that are a little more happy. I know you love to connect <laughs> folks with destinations, but you also love to go to those destinations yourself. Yeah. So let's talk some travel stories and tips. You know, uh, let's say money is no object. Time is no object. Oh You're planning gosh. your dream, your dream post-pandemic vacation. You can go anywhere in the world, do anything. <laughs> Where are you going? And what is Janice doing? Oh, man, I'd probably do a world cruise. Because I want to knock off as much of, off the bucket list as I can. So it could be six months gone. Um, then there's the Galapagos. I'd love to go down to the Galapagos and explore that. So I believe in doing the furthest distance away at a younger age. Because as you get older, sometimes it's a little more difficult to travel. Sure. Um, so, yeah, world cruise. I want to hit every bucket list. Like, go everywhere and just take time. My business partner probably wouldn't like it. But I would like to go for like six months and just <laughs> see the world. But just go. So now you mentioned cruises. I know the cruises seem to be, at least from my group of friends before the pandemic, seem to be getting more and more popular with young people. Or maybe they always were, and now I'm just noticing it. Um, it's definitely a, a really great travel option. Yeah, it is because you're unpacking once, and you're basically sampling all these different countries. I took my first cruise at 27. And I've been on over 30 cruises already. Wow. So taking, I look at the destinations I've been to, and some have been duplicates where I've been to them before. But the nice thing about cruising is you can go to a destination, you can go to it, spend the day, some do overnight. And then you may go, you know what, I've been there, I've done that, I don't need to go back. Or it's like, I could go spend a good one or two weeks there. Whereas, you know, if you go somewhere that you've never been, you could spend two weeks there. And then you go, oh, that was a waste of my two weeks. I, there was nothing for me to do. And that's how we advise you. We let people know this is what you can do in these destinations. So I, I think of land vacations in kind of two categories. And maybe this isn't the right way to go about it. But in my own mind, this is how it works, is that I have my beach vacations and my non-beach vacations. So on the beach, you know, it's Caribbean, Mexico, that sort of thing. The non-beach, I'm Italy or an African safari. Maybe give, give us an example, one on each side of... A place maybe that people don't necessarily think about, but could be popular in the future or could be something a little bit outside the box that's a real hidden gem. Oh, that's a tough one um, because it, it's a preference for some people. But um, like you get an African safari is something that people don't really consider 
Um, it's a it's a big bucket list item. Um, some of the Caribbean islands, uh, like some of my destinations that I really want to go to, and, and it's more for because I love to cycle, is like Portugal or Italy. Um, so it's not just different de- a destination where it's just the beach. It's how you explore the destination when you get there. That could make the difference of anything because a, a bus trip takes you inland. A river cruise or an ocean cruise takes you on, you know, by the ocean all, along the river where all the, the towns and cities are. So it's, it really depends on your preference. Like that's why we consult with our clients. Like where have you not been? What is your vision of your bucket list? And that's where we're going to send people. But Asia is going to be very popular. Japan's going to be very big um, over the next few years. Europe in general, because it's starting to open up, is really becoming big. Now, what are some of your favorite destination spots, vacation spots over the years? I mean, if you've been on 30-some cruises, Lord knows how many other uh, land vacations you've been on. Mm-hmm. You've been a lot of places, Janice, a lot of places that people have never been and they're thinking – you know, I want to hear a little bit about those places. Give us a couple of your favorite vacation spots on this earth. Okay. So one is Bermuda. Oh, that's uh, a good I've one. Okay. Privilege. Yeah. Bermuda is a place that people just don't, they forget about. So, um, cause it's just off on its own. The nice thing about Bermuda is I did it by a cruise a few times. Uh, the benefit of the cruise is it gets you there and you use the, the cruise ship as your hotel. You get a bus pass, and it takes you all over the islet, so you can travel everywhere throughout Bermuda. Um, it also includes the ferry. So I went to Spittle Pond. We explored all the beaches. So you just take your snorkeling gear with you on the bus, and it's like, get off. It's like, okay, I'm going to snorkel there. Beautiful snorkeling, beautiful scuba diving. Um, Amsterdam, I was there um, just before COVID hit on a river cruise. I spent five days with a bunch of gals there, and we like we walked everywhere. Amsterdam is a city like none other. Uh, the nightlife is beautiful. Um, the canals, everything you can do. And we took the train, very inexpensive. Nice thing about Europe. And we traveled to other towns. Um, we went to Skavening and we went to uh, De Hague, which is the world courts. So being able to do that in Europe is quite nice. Cologne was part of also part of my uh, Christmas markets cruise. We were the, there the day the markets opened for Christmas. Christmas markets in Europe are like none other. Um, We were there and it's a big festival for that time period. And the things you can take and the drinks and every different market we went along in the river cruise, we got our our glue wine, our Christmas wine, where we got our special mug from each market along the way. So um, that's amazing. I love St. Martin. Oh, there's, there's a lot of places. There's a lot of places I still want to go. That's ah. That's just a, you got me daydreaming now, Janice. It, it's just, you know, <laughs> thinking of these, uh, these awesome locales throughout, uh, throughout the world. And, uh, you know, it really has you thinking about, uh, you know, what, what folks want to do for their next vacation, because it's, it's going to be an important one to kind of uh, break free of, of this pandemic. So uh, as far as travel stories go, I, I know that you, uh, you obviously fly a lot here, there and everywhere. What's one thing that you would have folks prepare themselves for? Uh, when it comes to air travel going forward uh, past the pandemic, international travel or, you know, within our own country? Well, it is going to change. Um, it's improved. Masks aren't going to go anywhere. So you got to be prepared for that. Um, capacity is going to increase. It's it's going to be a little bit different. You're going to have your masks on. But I look at it where there's some um, countries that before the pandemic, you wore the mask anyway. Some people just did. 
because they were more susceptible on a plane. But with plane travel, you just got to be prepared for it's no different. The only thing different is now there could be testing, there could be masks, that kind of stuff. But that could change over time, too. Also, you know, we were talking here at the at the station the other day about interesting tour guides we've had over the years, whether they be, you know, going on a little school trip or the amount of international vacations. You find some interesting tour guides out there or, you know, hosts at hotels. Do you have any stories of, of those kind of interesting folks that you've ran into along the way? There must be a few. Um, it goes back to my river cruise that I did back in November of 2019, the Christmas markets. It was our cruise director on board. He was amazing. He, every morning it'd be like, good morning, cruise passengers. And just his voice. And they were so personable on board. And uh, we actually got him to record his good mornings (laughs) on our phone. So we had them because he had the accent and it was just so pleasant. And then he made the evenings great. A lot of people would go to bed early and he's like, no, we're going to play the music until you guys all go to bed. So there was a whole bunch of us that just hung out in the lounge there and we just stayed on, on board. And then, you know, the captain too, the captain on our riverboat was amazing. We got to go in with him in the wheelhouse and we, he showed us everything and answered all their questions. And it was just very personal, a lot of fun. So I, I find with travel, the more you open up to the people that are, your, that are helping you, assisting with you with travel on the cruise ship at the resort, getting to know them and ask them questions and find out where they're from, it makes the trip that much better overall. Now, we're talking a lot about river cruises here in this conversation, and I, I always see you know advertisements for them here, there, and I, I always kind of wonder what that process is like. Kind of take us through the steps. You're flying to Europe, and then what goes on from there? Is it and, so, how, and how different is it from like an ocean cruise? Well, think of an ocean cruise. You could have 2,400 passengers plus um, the crew. Um, some ships have 6,500 passengers plus the crew. So it's like a mini town. The ships are huge. Um, they go into a port city, whereas with river cruising, you could have 160 passengers on board. The ships are designed to fit through the river, down the river, under the bridges, that kind of stuff. So when you land in your city, so for example, when we land in Amsterdam, because we're going such a distance to Europe, most people will go for two to three weeks, if not longer. So we spent five days in Amsterdam at a, at a hotel right by the river. So we could see the river boats coming and then just got to explore. So once we got on board the river boat, you could still do a tour of Amsterdam or you could just go in and ha- you know have a drink or relax. The next day we arrived in, in the Kinderdijk where all the windmills are. And that was absolutely amazing. Um, we have blue, like blue Alberta sky, like, our tour guide looked at us. He goes, I don't know what you guys did, but we don't have this in December. This is not normal. <laughs> and it was like not a cloud in the sky, blue. It was just the perfect temperature. Um, and then it's just the nice thing about you have your dinner and you can socialize with people. You can take a walk around the upper deck while you're cruising down the river. It's an experience like none other because back in the early days, that's how everything was like um, – food was transported was on the rivers so all of the towns are along the rivers that you really want to go experience plus some have bikes so you could be in one town and say okay i'll meet the ship i'll meet the riverboat at the next town and bike along the river so what an experience it's just it was such an experience to do that and going through all the the locks was really cool we did them at night so you'd be up in the middle of the night we had fog 
and you're going through these, you know, the, the, uh, I'm having a brain freeze. I just said it, but the locks going through them and going up and you realize that you're standing on this riverboat and you go, and you're like putting your finger on the wall of the lock. And it's, it's an incredible experience. Like it's, you're experiencing everything. You're seeing the colors, you're smelling everything. It's quite something to experience. Well, Janice, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us today and your expertise, and we sure do appreciate it. We all cannot wait to get traveling again, and uh, that's Janice Tice with Expedia Cruises in Sherwood Park. Give her a call if you want to get your post-pandemic trip booked. Janice, we hope you have an awesome day, and good luck. Great. Thanks, Justin. You have a great day, too.